Hello, hello, hello. Round 36 has arrived, and we are very excited for another great round here at The Hop. Before we get into it, we want to take a moment and thank our sponsor, FNX Fitness. Now, you know we've been preaching about this company with all they have to offer, but they also offer other really cool things, including their monthly Victory Box, which is a collection of FNX best featured products every month. Now, for the month of August, the box contained the Relax Sleep Aid, Rebalance Greens, an ebook of your choice and access to daily workouts and workout plans and 25% off plus free shipping. I mean, with collections like these, you absolutely can't go wrong now that gyms and fitness centers are slowly starting to open up again. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I am super pumped for the September Victory Box, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. And you can do that by heading over to the website at fnxfit.com and read more about the Victory Box as well as everything else they have to offer, including, yep, we're going to mention them again. The pre-workout and post-workout powder, we love them so, so much. Enter promo code HOPOD15, H-O-P-O-D-1-5 at checkout for 15% off your purchase. Together, we can fuel for greatness with FNX. To the hop, Gabe and Steven are here for another round, here. round 36, and we're taking it back to the great nutmeg state of Connecticut today. The nutmeg state. We got uh, a brewery visit coming up. We've been excited to release that. We recorded yes. that a little while ago, so we've been sitting on this, so we're pumped about that. We got some great beer sitting here that we're excited to drink. I feel good. I feel thirsty. I feel ready. Parched, I feel inspired. I we are drinking <laughs> 30 Mile Brewing Company out of good old Old Saybrook, Connecticut. Uh, very excited to jump into this uh, smaller brewery, but we love the smaller breweries. And uh, yeah, we, we got a taproom special coming up. We got a beer in front of us. So uh, let's get right to it as we normally do. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the HO podcast. So if you're uh, a fan of the show, you should get on there. That's where we, uh, like to connect with you guys. Uh, we've had some listeners reach out to us and we love hearing from you and we want to hear more of that. So follow us on there. You can find us on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, all the different things, uh, subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts and rate and review on there. That is so important guys. Uh, again, I know we say it every week, but if you are a fan of the show, um, we appreciate you reaching out to us. Uh, but the best way to reach out is by, uh, leaving a rate and review on Apple podcasts. Send us an email, thehopod at gmail.com. Send us beer suggestions, brewery suggestions, um, maybe perhaps other drinks. Maybe we're going to do a tequila episode we soon. We are going to do a tequila. I do We promised a seltzer one. I'm dragging Gabe into it. We did promise a seltzer one. And, we'll uh, do it. We did a cider one once. If you haven't listened to that, you can go back and do it, but we could do more cider. So uh, we're open to anything. So uh, please, you know, if you have thoughts, send them our way. Hit us up. Uh, let's jump in right into what is going on in the beer world. Dogfish Head is taking over concrete beach space in 
Miami, Florida. Now, their residency at Concrete Beach's Social Hall in Miami is now becoming permanent. Boston Beer Senior Director of Local Brands and Tap Rooms, Rob Kreswick, announced this week that the company would transition Concrete Beach's Miami location into Dogfish Head, Miami. And as such, Concrete Beach's Social Hall would close permanently, permanently and beer-to-go and e-commerce sales would cease on Saturday, September 5th. And in February... Dogfish Head began an ongoing residency at Concrete Beach's Taproom in Miami's Wynwood Arts District, and apparently it's going very, very well. Um, although construction will begin on the location in the coming weeks, a reopening date has not yet been set due to COVID-19. Uh, during last Thursday's Brew Talks virtual meetup, Dogfish Head co-founder Sam Calagione noted that the company is approaching opening in the Miami Outpost quote-unquote, very carefully. So all you Miami fans, look out for Dogfish Head. Elsewhere in the world, uh, there is a new hop on the scene, people, and I'm excited about it. The Hop Breeding Company out of Yakima, Washington, is excited to announce the commercial release of their new proprietary hop, Talus. Now, Talus is a new variety of hop that offers big aromas of pink grapefruit, citrus rinds, dried roses, pine resin, tropical fruits, and sage. It is uh, the daughter of the Sabro hop variety. So they paired Sabro with a local Pacific Northwest hop variety, and the bold flavor profile falls in line with the with the Sabro hop style. So if you've had Sabro hopped beers or if you're familiar with that, you may know what you're in for, um, but they do quote it as a one-of-a-kind flavor experience. Uh, I don't think I've had a Sabro-hopped beer before. Yeah, I don't think I have, so uh, who knows? But if you're if you're a fan of Sabro-hop, then you might be a fan of Talus. Um, Talus joins a growing selection of uh, branded hops from the Hop Breeding Company, or the HBC, uh, and some of their brands include Citra, Mosaic, have you heard of Citra Mosaic, Gabe? Um, yeah, once or twice. It's like this small little hop that like no one's using. It's, it's Citra it's just, Mosaic. I don't even, what, what, whatever. Yeah, as well as uh, Yukonot, Pato, and Laurel. Um, and Innovations Brewmaster Virgil McDonald told uh, Brewbound in an interview, uh, from farm to glass, Talus is a robust hop that provides a great, consistent flavor outcome. It's bold aroma translates to a strong brewing performance with a versatility that lends itself to many beer styles, particularly hop-forward beers. And uh, just a, a opinion piece from Stephen, I hope that means more uh, piney, hoppy West Coast beers and um, something to contrast the New Englands that we seem to see everywhere. You had me at dried roses. <laughs> I've never tasted roses before, so I'm interesting, interested in that. BrewDog, they are achieving carbon negative status. The BrewDog Forest is on its way. Scotland headquartered multinational craft beer maker BrewDog is now removing twice as much carbon from the air as it emits, the company's founders announced during their annual shareholders meeting. They unveiled a $39 million sustainability plan announcing its purchase of 2,050 acres of grazing land in the Scottish Highlands that will become the Brewdog Forest in which the company will plant, get this, 1 million trees to offset carbon emissions. 
BrewDog's co-founder, Martin Dickey, has said trees are nature's carbon killers, uh, adding that the BrewDog forest will promote biodiversity and eventually become a destination to drive economic development. And as the forest is taking root and they're planting all these trees, BrewDog has announced partnerships with conservation funds in the United Kingdom. Those would be the Woodland Trust and Ribble Rivers Trust, Australia, Carbon Neutral, and Canada, Nature Conservancy of Canada, which will offset carbon emissions until all the trees are planted. Part of the company's plan includes capturing the CO2 created in fermentation to carbonate beers for packaging or kegging and an anamorant anaerobic digester bioplant that turns out waste brewery water into pure HO2 and biomethane. Or, wow. Or H2O. Did I say HO2? You said HO2. H2O. It takes CO, they get rid of CO2. That's what it was. I'm just, it's all in it's my a, head. It's a lot of, it's a lot of chemistry. There's Oof. a lot of numbers, um, but, but good on BrewDog for, uh, going the extra mile towards you know we gotta we gotta save the planet people planting trees California. one million plant trees sheesh California's on fire we got hurricanes we got earthquakes we gotta <sighs> we, got we gotta slow man. it down slow it down um so thank you brew dog it's great to see uh more of the beer industry you know we've talked about it before beer is an agricultural yeah event without a, a Good earth, we don't get things like new hop varieties. So, Without uh, a good earth, we don't get good beer. Let exactly. that sit. Let that settle in. And finally, uh, we don't have a this week in gross, but I'm going to call this this week in yum. I think this this deserves that title. <laughs> I, I think it does uh, as well because uh, holy shit, uh, Wiley Roots Brewing Company out of Greeley, Colorado, has started serving alcoholic soft serve beer infused ice cream from their new ice cream machine. Exclamation point! That's not an exclamation point. I don't know what is. Literally. This is why we have Mike Breen. (laughs) Oh boy, I, okay. (laughs) All right, (laughs) I'm flustered. (laughs) Starting last Thursday, uh, customers can order or pick up the ice cream, which is called Queen Whip. The brewery's first ice cream made from beer produced with pureed strawberry, caramel, marshmallow, vanilla, and milk sugar. I mean, guys, like, well done. Just, we're on our feet. I feel like we need a moment of silence or something. (laughs) Like, that's incredible. Uh, I make ice cream, and I've had, I've dreamed of beer ice cream for years. I've, like, been trying to come up with, I don't know how to, how to do that. Does it? Like, because when you make ice cream, essentially, you'd be cooking off the alcohol. Right. So, but this is alcoholic ice cream, which is like breathtaking to me. So, if you have a cone or two of this, you're gonna feel a little. Gonna, will you not be able to drive little, home? A little buzzy buzz. I can't drive. I had ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, customers are also able to order. So, in addition to the ice cream, they also release some beers along with this. They have four different beers that they've released as part of their ice cream trucks series. They've got the Camarostang. Uh, a smoothie-style, unpasteurized pastry sour ale with pureed raspberry, chocolate, vanilla, marshmallow, and milk sugar. They have their Queen Whip, which is a smoothie-style, unpasteurized pastry sour with pureed strawberry, caramel, marshmallow, vanilla, and milk sugar, as I mentioned before with the beer. They have their Visit from the Fruit Lady. They have a banana-orange passion fruit version, which is a smoothie-style, unpasteurized 
fruited sour sour with pureed banana, orange, and passion fruit. And then they have visit from the fruit lady, blackberry, pomegranate, raspberry, which is a smoothie style unpasteurized fruited sour with pureed blackberry, pomegranate, and raspberry. A visit from the fruit lady. That, <laughs> that just got me. That was That great. is just so many words. Yeah. Um. Now, the thing about Wiley Roots is Wiley Roots, uh, two years ago, they uh, got a bunch of attention in the craft beer world because they released a frozen sour beer slushy, which was a moderately tart sour ale series combining a kettle soured base, beer base uh, with whole fruit, whole fruit puree. And I guess they release this again and again every every summer. So Damn. they do stuff like this and it's cool. Um, uh, Brewbound interviewed Scott Davidson, who is the marketing manager at Wiley Roots. And he said, and I'm going to read this whole quote because it was inspiring to me and it, it felt like the spirit of the podcast. Okay. So I'm going to read it for the story and just for life. Oh, boy. Uh, Scott said, we know serving beer from an ice cream machine may appear gimmicky, but for us, it's much more than that. It's about making beer fun again and welcoming new beer drinkers. Since introducing the slushy machine two years ago, we've heard from a growing number of customers that they are now fans of the brewery because of these beers. While some folks get downright angry about what is and is not beer, we decided a long time ago to focus on what made people happy and to make beer that people loved to drink. I mean, at the end of the day... That's what enjoying a beer is all about. I want that tattooed on my arm. Exactly. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself, Scott, and I didn't try to. I just said what you said. Thanks, um, dude. That who's complaining great. about this? There are people in Colorado yeah. complaining. They're like, that's not real beer. No shit. Yeah, it's ice it's cream. Ice cream. <laughs> Instead of drinking something, you can eat dessert and get wasted at the same time. Get off your high horse, Coloradans. And if you're not one of those people, you should pop on over to Wiley Roots while you can and get your hand on some of this ice cream and send us some. Oh, my we will, God. We will do an ice cream show. I will. If we you will, send us some. That would be incredible. I would. Yeah. We, we'll we would, just sit here and drink ice cream. We wouldn't get drunk. Oh, we well, might. We actually, might. we might. Yeah. Knowing us, we're going to be like, let me take a spoonful of yours. <laughs> oh, man. Waffle cones all around. Let's, uh, you want to, you want to, you want to do some drinking today? <sighs> well, I mean, the beer, the beer is poured in front of me, so I might as well. The beers are here and, you got uh, a toast? I, of course I do. Do I have a toast? Oh, yeah. Don't I always? Smooth okay. Jazz. So because of the beer that we'll be drinking in a little bit, I was thinking about maple syrup that led me down a food path that led me down. Oh, this is a Food Network quote. No. <laughs> Kind of. It's which, a quote, which chef are you quoting? It's a quote right from now? Anthony Bourdain, and I knew it. and God bless him. And uh, but Thirty Mile Brewing is it, Thirty Mile was in my head. It's about travel. Let's just okay. Do it. All right. Travel isn't always pretty. It isn't always comfortable. Sometimes it hurts. It even breaks your heart. But that's okay. The journey changes you. It should change you. It leaves marks on your memory, on your consciousness, on your heart and on your body. You take something with you. Hopefully, you leave something good behind. And those are the words of the brilliant Food Network icon, Gone Too Soon. I heard that, dude. Right? That's great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like, you know, travel, 30 mile. Yeah, no, that fits. Food, Definitely. maple syrup. All right, so here's the deal. 30 Mile Brewing is a small brewery uh, in Old Saybrook, Connecticut. Uh, it is, we, I stumbled upon it. Uh, 
I spent some time on the shoreline there and we ended up there one day just on a whim and we have uh, gone back quite a bit ever since. So um, we got to go visit the brewery. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, our taproom special segment. We're going to take you there. We're going to record or we're going to talk a little bit. Um, we did record outside uh, by ourselves, but the audio quality may not be the pristine NPR-ish quality you've come to expect from us here at the Hop. <laughs> But uh, you know what? It provides ambiance, so I think you'll you'll be okay. Ignore the planes. Ignore the planes. Ignore the trains. Uh, just listen to us. Enjoy some beer, and then we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll we'll drink some more. That sound good to everybody? Sounds good to me. Well, you're the only person here, so that works for me. Great. Tap room special. We're at uh, 30 Mile Brewing Uh-oh. in Old Saybrook, Connecticut, and uh, we're continuing our CT Brewery extravaganza. Yes, we are continuing the CT Brewery tour. Uh, we are decided to make a quick pit stop to 30 Mile. Uh, we've heard a lot of good things about this brewery. Um, I don't know most of their beers, but you've been talking about them quite a bit. I've been here, um, this place, so uh, I spend some time on the Connecticut shoreline from time to time and uh, just stumbled upon it. Just, you know, it's a place that um, we're sitting in. We are alone. We're very alone. <laughs> we have the run of this place. Uh, but we're sitting happens. at picnic tables sort of behind um, in this like old kind of the place you would expect to see like just businesses i don't know like it's not a shopping center yeah it's, it's like a business type of nestled in the woods park sort very of deal. secluded serene um so i stumbled upon it and apparently um, there's crossfit next door or something we apparently don't know. um i had some beers here talked to the bartenders back you know when things were normal you could play cornhole you could do you know hang out in there um and so uh we've been fans ever since and they've got a lot of great beers Founded in uh, 2015, they were established, and um, they're really making a name for themselves down here on the on the shoreline area, down in the old Saybrook, old Lime, Guilford section of the state. We got two of their beers, we and uh, I say we dive the hell in. Who wants to All start? Right. I guess let's kick it off with yours. Okay. Uh, which I have a sample of. We walked in, we grabbed some, and we headed to the picnic table. First off, the popcorn is on point. Thank you, 30 Mile. Uh, beer number one is called the Kivitz Hoek. It is a tripel. It is coming in at a fun 8.7%. Uh, this beer is described as an aromatic with spicy, fruity, and light alcohol notes combining with the supportive clean malt character to produce a surprisingly drinkable beverage. It pours, and uh, I will say, just I smelled it earlier real quick, correctamundo. <laughs> it, it pours um, like you might expect, a nice amber color, only a little bit of haze. Um, I wouldn't describe it as hazy, just not you know, at all. cold. No. Um, very, very fruity on the nose. Like boozy fruity, which is good because it's a tropel. Yeah, I get I get some uh, citrus notes. It's definitely aromatic. They're right about that. I'm getting like mango. Mm-hmm. I'm getting some pineapple too. Definitely some mm, the um, sweeter citrus. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there's like a, a spiciness behind there. Maybe some nutmeg or mm. something. There's like a little bit of like fragrance that you yeah. Might- 
you know, would smell, maybe would expect coming off a Belgian beer. It smells strong. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. A little bit of booziness coming yeah. off. Um, here goes nothing. Here we go. Yep. Delicious. Belgian, Belgian Trappel. Delicious. It's so mm-hmm. smooth though. Yeah. I was expecting more of a bite. But those Belgian flavors that you expect from, you know, thinking of like the Russian river one that we had. Yeah. You know, it's like banana, coriander, spices, you know, some of those those flavors. And then, like you said, it's a lot um, more drinkable than some of the Belgian. Yeah, and I think that's kind of one of the things 30 Mile kind of goes for. They want it to be drinkable. and The malt is clean um, but present for sure. It's not necessarily a hop-forward beer. Yeah, um, I would, yeah, I would say more malt than hop. Yeah, it's a nice uh, sort of spiciness. It almost. smells like... It kind of smells like it's it's been in a rum barrel. I don't believe it has, but it smells like juice to me. Like the, the yeah, smell kind is of. so sweet that it smells a little it's bit so like juice. Sweet. Yeah, but the wow. but the flavor of it is is really well balanced. It's not a sweet beer. It's um, yeah, fragrant and aromatic like they promised. Um, I think it's surprisingly drinkable, like you said, and it's that clean malt background is right. there. So it, it sort of like gives it a real nice even balance. It's it's and it's dangerous for eight point. Yeah. So it? it's uh currently it's eight point seven. Oh. Um it's currently a thousand degrees here in Connecticut. <laughs> um but I do have to say I this is I, I could easily drink this mm. summer uh summertime out by the pool. Yeah, it's uh you know they have a lot of beers in there. Um, I've had uh, their barley wine before, and they do have that here. That just didn't feel like. I mean, it's the it's the middle of a glorious day here on the shoreline. It's it's, it's hot, it's bright. But it's, uh, very. It's like a summer afternoon. I don't want a barley wine right, right now. Yeah. They've got a uh, porter in there. We're gonna drink uh, one of their stouts back uh, on the mics. Um, but it just felt like a day for something. Light and effervescent and, and sweet and yeah, and I don't think I would like I said I wasn't really expecting that with this. I just I saw the list and I was just like Trapel, that sounds interesting. So let's go in that direction, and I'm pretty glad we did because it's pretty solid. I love this, and I think it's one you know they have on their website even they're like a, a core tenet of the brewery is uh, wanting their beers to, you know, appeal to as many people as possible. They right. want people who, you know, they have something for everyone here. Uh, IPAs, double IPAs, sour Yeah, they have stouts. a lot of, they have a lot of styles. They have some, you know, they have a blueberry sour that I'm not going to lie, looked very interesting well, and I almost got it. <laughs> it's actually a series that, that beer that they have in there is part of a series um, called their going sour. And they have, uh, blueberry today. They have raspberry, but uh, they have a whole bunch of them. They have uh, black currant, uh, boysenberry. Uh, boysenberry. Yeah. Oh. They also have um, their mocha pichu, which is an American stout with Peruvian chocolate powder. Um, yeah, they had another beer. What was the other one? That one, the Belgian chocolate. Belgian surprise. chocolate surprise. It's surprise. made. <laughs> it's made with just. Uh, what is it? Um, loaded with Ghirardelli cocoa powder. Ugh, talk dirty to me. That <laughs> sounds insane. They have something for everyone, but they also have on their website somewhere I saw, like, you know, even if you think you don't like this style somewhere else, we encourage you to try ours because right. we, you know, drinkability is key to us. It's our spin on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that this is, uh, you know, the differences between this and another Belgian Trappel may be subtle, 
but I do think it's more drinkable because it's just a little bit, it's still flavorful and aromatic and all the things that you love, but it's just not, those things aren't harsh. Right. This know? is, as you said, this is 100% what I would call dangerous because mm-hmm. you don't, it, you're not tasting. You don't taste the booze. It's, it's very lightly carbonated. You're not getting a lot of like bite in the mouth in the back yeah. end, you know. The, when it getting, goes down, it's you're getting the last taste of those citrus flavors, but it's super easy to drink. And you're not getting a lot of booziness off it either, which I think, right. you know, if you're drinking like their barley wine, you might get a lot of booze off of it, and then that might lead you to kind of drink it a little slower, make it a slow sipper. But this, um, you could you could easily throw back a few of them while um, playing volleyball or something well, play, or or cornhole or cornhole yes cornhole we walked by they have the cornhole bags in there but ah uh, i'm killing for a round of cornhole yeah that used to be a staple of like every brewery yeah. you go to, especially in connecticut is like cornhole cornhole everywhere. every everywhere and uh not so much well i finished my little sample i'm working on mine but i am a fan uh 10 out of 10 thank you 30 mile um steven Mm-hmm. What did you select? What did I select? Um, this place does a lot of IPAs. Uh, I've had their Baby Fight Club. First rule about Fight Club? Don't talk about Baby Fight Club. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I've had, and it's a, it's their um, flagship IPA, and it's a New England, juicy New England. A lot of their IPAs are uh, juicy kind of New England ones. Um, right now in there, they have their... Uh, Sofa King Juicy, which is a New England IPA. They have their uh, Some Pulp, which is a New England mm. Pale Ale made with largely the same hop um, bundle. They have their Juicy Juicington, another New England IPA, as you can tell from the name. And finally, they have the one I'm holding in my hands, which is their All Your Hop Are Belong to Us. Uh, that sounds like a drunk guy. All Your Hopper Belong to Us. <laughs> They were drunk when they named it. <laughs> I mean, probably. Um, what I am excited about is uh, we spoke to the lovely bartender in there, and um, because uh, she's because she's working, alone and busy. Um, <laughs> yeah, she she, she spoke highly about this one. She she loved this this beer, um, but she didn't know exactly which hops are in there. So I guess we'll figure it out uh, while sure. we drink it, which which is exciting. Um, this beer is supposed to be kind of a celebration of hops. Um, it's a big hop beer. The description just says, we like hops so much. We make big hop beer. So enjoy hop beer with friend and have good time. Super dank and delicious. I mean, you don't have to tell me twice. That was a direct quote. That's awesome. It's written like a caveman. So yeah, um, that's what we're, that's what we're getting into here. Can I just say on the can are the, uh, stars from the Super Mario franchise. You see that, right? I do, yes, and uh, some that, so this crabs. Is, that this is officially my new favorite beer because of that. This comes from so uh, the the brewery was started by three friends, uh, Luke, Devin, and Justin. Um, they were the ones who kind of came together and did this, and this is sort of directly from the mind of Luke. We're sitting outside so. of Luke's. Uh, I wouldn't call that his office door, but that's the his entrance. His name is on it. His name is on the door. So. Well, Luke, here's to you. Luke. All right. Now, the color looks much the same as the Trapel we were just drinking. It's amber, a little, little darker it's, than what it's we a had. Little, it's more golden, I would say, but the same thing. Uh, head retention is pretty nice. Um, Didn't, um, not hazy, really. No, again. not hazy. No, no, no. Um, Comparatively, I mean, you could definitely see through it. Lacing on lacing. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. smell this for me because I already smelled it. 
Hashtag hops. That is, uh, I hope, don't take this the wrong way. That's like putting your face in a bag of weed. <laughs> that's what <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, that's like you smell it and you're like, ooh, ooh. I'm high. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This is very, very hop forward. Very, very and I can already tell from, biteful. Yeah, and I can already tell from the smell. I mean, we're talking mosaic, citra. Yeah. Maybe Simcoe, maybe Cascade. Isn't that crazy? Like, episode one of this podcast, would you be able to do that? Uh, you probably me definitely not i'd not be like at that level yeah i'd be like yeah hop yeah there's hops in it there's hops <laughs> there's somewhere in there probably hops um but yeah definitely a hop bomb not getting a ton of citrus although there well there is some it's more of a bitter citrus though again like you know grapefruit i'm getting like tart mm-hmm, like like a, a like a very very hint of and i think that's what you're just what you just said it's the citrus side but it's very very in the back end and it's very tart yeah um, salud salud here goes nothing another one man this is so easy to drink mm-hmm. wow it's um that smell is one thing and then you try it and you're like oh i can handle that it's definitely hop forward but it's like it's funny because um the the bartender i wish we got her name i feel we keep talking about her but she was talking about the beer and just saying that you know it used to be so Biting that she um it was actually a little much and she thinks it's kind of been dialed down now i don't think it's i mean i think it's got bite i don't think i, wouldn't, I don't think it's too much th- well i wouldn't i don't think it's too much but i don't think it's like watered down or taken Mm-mm. down a notch like i still think it's it's just like i said it's just super drinkable mm-hmm. like there's nothing about they they didn't compromise on flavor or process they con- they 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 just made it easy to swallow pretty much yeah, the hops definitely hit first and kind of take over your mouth. Um, you can detect some citrus uh, behind that if you really look for it. Uh, and the malt is kind of subtle, not ex- not too existent. However, I do think that it's um, like you don't get a lot of maltiness or breadiness or yeast or anything like that. Yeah. However, I do think that that's dialed up a little bit, which is why the hops are not overwhelmingly powerful. I mean, on the IBUs, we don't have the numbers in front of us, so yeah. we have no idea. I mean, I... but. Just speaking for me, I am getting more hops than anything, but yeah. I mean, whatever. But I would guess <laughs> hop-wise that this rides around 75, or sorry, IBU-wise, I yeah. would guess that this rides around 75. Yeah, Not probably. having the numbers in front of us, don't know that for sure, no idea, but my guess would be around there. Like, it's not, it's not the resin bite of, you know, 105 IBUs. God, yeah, God, no. It's, and uh, it's, it's what, 7, it's 7.2%. Yeah, this isn't, yeah, this is another one. 30 Mile Dangerous Beer Company. That should be their slogan because they all their beers, you know, you have a few and you're not before you know it, you're on the floor. They have, um, <coughs> a, a, we've mentioned a bunch of their uh, everyday favorites, including their Baby Fight Club. Thunder Pump is a New England double. Um, they have an astute stout with espresso and vanilla. They have a blonde ale. They have a golden boy Belgian ale. And they have a few wines. They do have some wines. Uh, they work with a um, local winery yes, here. which is uh, dope. I would love to know which winery. I'm sure it's in there somewhere, but it's not in my brain hole oh. or on this website. Lord. Uh, but they do have wine, so if you're coming with a party... Oh, it's Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Edwards is a winery. Ah, okay, there you go. Um, Our boy, Johnny... So it's, which is, it's, they have a, a table white that's um, 75% California grapes and 25% estate Connecticut Chardonnay. Oh, wow. Connecticut wine, man. It's slept on, I'd say. <laughs> oh, that's a statement. 
I don't know what a Connecticut wine is, but yeah, I apparently it's mean. Jonathan Edwards. Apparently. Um, <clears throat> wow. But if you're coming here with a party, I mean, you know, this is like, I can say from being at 30 Mile, we're here in the middle of the week, but uh, mm-hmm. weekend, you know, Saturday afternoon, two, oh, yeah. three, nice day. <laughs> There's a lot of room. Yeah. And if you're coming with your, you know, the whole family, maybe Aunt Kathy isn't into beer. Aunt Kath, we got wine for you. Don't Absolutely. worry, boo-boo. The, kid, the kids are here, you know, we don't, we, we've got some water in the back, you got, but... You, you eat the popcorn exactly. that we have to order because of Rona. Speaking of which, this shit is so good. I just love the ambiance of being here. You know, it's not, it's not Stony Creek sitting on the water, but this is so relaxed. Like, coming yeah. here, this is, first of all, the least stressed I've ever been about whipping out the recorder or the mics <laughs> at a brewery. Is anyone looking at us? Oh, God. Yeah, we I are, know what you mean. We are so alone. We are so alone. Oh, here's a car pulling up. Okay. car pulls past me. Nice. Uh, Come join us! But yeah, we basically have the run of this place, and it's it's very quaint. It's very chill. It's, it's, it's very cool. It's a good spot. I definitely... Um, if you find yourself on the Connecticut shoreline for some reason, uh, swing by because they've got great beer. They have a very chill, great uh, vibe, lovely bartenders. and um, But they also can these beers. Uh, you can purchase cans at the brewery, but also they distribute to the local liquor stores. So you can get their cans. Growlers. Uh, growlers as well. Um, and they're not bucks. that expensive. I've, I was I looked at some of those prices for a 32-ounce growler. I was like, not bad. How, how much was it? Like 12 we should go back in there. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I saw that and I was like, is this a typo? Like, that's what's going on? crazy. Um, so last thoughts, which one do you prefer? Which one do you like more? Out of these two? I think I like the... Ah, it's so hard because they're so different beers. I think I, I like the IPA more. Yeah. Um, but that might just be because I was in the mood for an IPA today for some reason, which is why that's what I ordered. You? <laughs> oh, and the furnace is back on. Um, I preferred the Trapel just because of the flavor and uh, because it's not as hop forward. It's more malt forward, and I just was in the mood for that. So there we go. Well, as you can probably hear, we've got a loud furnace behind us. Uh, so it's okay. We'll wrap it up. <sighs> so we will see you guys back on the mics. we got more 30 Mile to drink. We'll keep talking about this brewery. Uh, but thank you for joining us for another Tap Room Special. Peace. gorgeous day we had the run of the place we could have done whatever we wanted and we did pretty much (laughs) so uh we got to sample a little bit of their belgian style a little bit of their ipa style now for something completely different yeah we're really knocking it on the head here with uh, all the different beer styles uh we are drinking something that is 100 different 100 cool it is the sappy sappy joy joy (laughs) Imperial Maple Stout. <laughs> the names of some of their beers are just hilarious. Sappy, sappy, joy, joy. Sappy, sappy, joy, joy. I kind of want to <laughs> make a tune out of I it. I want to sing along. Yeah. Um, as we mentioned, this is a uh, maple stout made with Connecticut maple sap and maple syrup. It's been quoted with roasted coffee notes, and they used real sap straight from the trees right into your can. 
which could be a hit or miss situation. I've had that go great, and I've had it go horrible. Really? Interesting. Yeah. I've I don't some, know if I've had straight from the tree sap. I've had the maple syrup, obviously. But. I've had some maple beers in Vermont that do that, but I had one brewery, one place. I don't even remember if it was Vermont or Connecticut or where I was. One brewery did not use water at all. They just uh, used sap, and that was gross. But, you know, good on them for trying. It did it like, taste like forest? It tasted wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a brew fest situation, so it was kind of experimental. Right, so you know, right, right, yeah. you know, good on them for trying, and 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 good on me for trying it. Uh, from the can of the sappy sappy joy joy, um, uh, and I'm just gonna read this to you the way that they wrote it. Yeah. So can. remember when you said that other brewery didn't use water? Go ahead, read that. This beer is about a whale. No, this is a beer about being sna- sappy. I'll teach you to be sappy. I'll teach your grandmother to suck eggs. There was no water used in the making of this beer. No water. We used real maple sap straight from the trees, and we even added six gallons of maple syrup to the fermenters. This result is a maple stout with some roasted coffee notes, a fly marrying a bumblebee. I told you I'd shoot, but you didn't believe me. I'm just reading off the can. I want to meet the head of marketing because (laughs) all of their beers are kind of like this. Um... They just all have crazy names and descriptions. And the can has Ren and Stimpy, Stimpy on yep, it. Yep, it definitely does. No reason and yet all the reasons. <laughs> and uh, Okay, so, all right, okay. I, stand, I stand corrected. There's no, there's no water in this one. Yeah. But uh, they did add maple syrup to this, and I don't think the one I had at the Brewfest did. So maybe that'll help. Or maybe uh, this is going to suck. I don't know. I mean, I hope not. I do too. Uh, Coming in at a fun 7.3% on the SRM chart, we're we're definitely looking at, I would say, a 40. It's it's pretty jet black. Jet black, uh, yeah. Um, Beer Advocate has yet to review it, while Untapped gave it a 3.92. It had a very slight head for me, kind of that tannish color. Um, Your head was a little bit bigger than mine for some reason. Yeah, I think... I just poured it more aggressively, but I, it was that I did it too, though. So I don't. It was that nice, like tan stout head that I yeah. like to see. You know that like nice, like not not Guinnessy, but sort of like a more carbonated yeah, version of that. Not creamy, but like yeah. yeah, just the regular stout heads that we've seen. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 very excited with this whole sap situation. So let's uh, let's and see what the we got. Um, the. Maple came off the nose like right when I poured it. Like I started to get wafted with sweet right away. I am in the forest <laughs> and I smell maple. Or Let's I'm see. at like a diner and there's just maple syrup. Like I smell like homemade maple syrup. You know what I mean? Like, hey, my dad made this and it's in like a glass bottle. See, what I'm getting more even than the maple is the roasted malt, which I like. It's not super sweet on the nose to me. It's got. It's there's mm. this, the maple syrup is there for mm-hmm. sure. And I'm getting some berry, some like definitely sweet notes. But I'm also getting that roasted malt, the coffee, the espresso. It's you know? so strong. It really is strong. I will say for me, I'm getting more sweetness, but the, the roasted malt is 100% there. It's got that coffee, espresso, maybe I would maybe even say cappuccino like smell to it. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's it's had it's it's hit you over the head. It's it's right there. Definitely. And I love that it's 7.3% ABV. I like when these sort of uh, sweeter stouts are a little bit more robust in the ABV section of things because it just uh, it can stand up 
to the flavors. You know what I mean? Sweetums. Yeah. Sweetums. <laughs> These sweetums that we have here. Yeah. Um, cheers. Let's uh let's get after it. Yeah, buddy. A little creamy, very, very mild carbonation. I would say medium to full mouthfeel. Um, definitely creamy as it goes down. But yeah, it's it's the classic, you know, I the chocolate, the cough slight coffee, the uh roasted almost not caramel, but like in that family, so to speak. Um it, you know, it's it's maple syrup is clearly, clearly there. I just I taste I am picturing this is morning you're this is you're having morning breakfast after camping in the woods like the previous night you had a campfire you woke up to that like smell of like campfire smoke and you're having breakfast on like a picnic table and other campers are around just me no what yeah. vivid description I might, I might be having a different experience <laughs> of this beer than you are because i think that this is way sweeter in the mouth than it was on the nose and the sweetness is like I feel like I just ate uh, a bunch of candies and now I've got like sweet left in my mm, mouth okay. especially on the back end Okay. Um, I said when I was smelling it that it's not too sweet the roasted malt is kind of is kind of leading the way I think the roasted malt and the coffee and all the things you just described that I would expect you know looking back at last week the, the May the Road Rise you know the Irish Stout I don't get all of that kind of coffee espresso complexity in here i find it drowned out by the maple and again Mm. i think it's that replacing the water with maple sap like i'm all for putting maple syrup in the beer it's when you replace the water with maple sap it is so sweet like maybe maybe half and half maybe Mm. like a 50 percenter okay but uh, um do i dislike it no uh and maybe it's going to grow on me as i keep drinking it but this is like this is this is a lot to like have a 16 ounce can of you got to drink this slowly to me yeah i would agree with that you have to drink it very slowly um i am very thirsty and i think that could be because there is no water in it but i don't think it's too sweet i think it's very sweet i think it's like oh yeah that's that's sweet all right sweetums um but (laughs) i don't know that I would say I wouldn't I wouldn't categorize it as too much. I think it's it's a lot, but I th- yeah, you you have to drink this slowly just not because it's how strong it is, just because of like the profile and flavors and whatnot. Well, yeah, I'm trying to figure out like do I think it's cloyingly sweet? No. I mean, I'm not like I don't drink it and I'm like, "Oh god," you know, like yeah. I don't feel that way about it, but but I don't know, when you're when you're diving into a 7.3% stout i guess i'm just expecting more of the roasted malt character than i'm getting Mm. but but it's there and there's a complexity to it and to be honest i I may be being a little bit harsh because it's called a maple stout and given that it's called that it is a maple stout yes it does what the can says it's gonna do i just like just kind of sidebar in it here you ever see like how they get the tree the sap from the trees it doesn't it take like 
months it's to get drip, like a full bucket it's or a something? drip drip situation yeah. yeah it takes a while like it sure I, does. I just like would never understand that but did you know that there was a uh maple syrup heist in canada in quebec canada between like 2011 and 2012 a heist a like heist. people were stealing it yes it was an elaborate heist that i read about what? and Maybe this is such a tangent, we don't have to go on to this right now. I mean, I think Uh, I kind of want to. Police seized hundreds of barrels of maple syrup from this guy who apparently uh, stole a bunch of it. Uh, And this was, I think, in like 2012. Anyway. What operation are you running, sir? Canadians, am oh, I right? They're great. You know, they're just they're 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 right above Montana. I mean, let's be real. There's nothing there. There's not much to do. It's going to get a little weird. I mean, exactly. You go even more north than that to where they just where maple leaves are on their flag. Yeah, these people take their shit seriously. All right, so let me ask you this: Would Canadians like this? Oh yeah, I I think I, I think it depends. I think some would crave this and go travel far and wide to get it i think others would be like that's blasphemous to beer that's not what we drink (laughs) get that out of my sight and get out of my country i mean maybe we need to uh to have an episode uh about canadian beer because i think there's such a you know it's such a a big country with people from all over the place and there's you know quebec is very french and stuff but i'm just saying like maple syrup maple products is considered emblematic of canada it's on their flag maple syrup is sold in tourist shops in airports in canada it's wow a big thing there um and this is that in a beer so amen amen uh let's talk a little bit more about 30 mile um while we were at the brewery we mentioned some things uh they were established in 2015 a family friendly microbrewery that loves giving back to the community uh they strive on working with local vendors restaurants and organizations to bring together different types of beer lovers uh their main focus or one of their main focuses is to have a beer for everyone, um, whether it be different styles, different ingredients. They want to, they want you to get the group of friends together, go to the brewery, and have a specific beer for each person in mind, which is very cool to see. Yeah, and I think that's what we talked about at the brewery. You know, we said they have sours, they have a bunch of IPAs, juicy IPAs. They have uh, the Belgian one that you drank. They have this. They have a bunch of stouts. They have mocha stouts. You know that. This is a, a maple stout, but they have a they have the one with the, the chocolate in it that you were very excited about. They have the other one we had that we didn't do on the mics, uh, Juicy Juicington. That's their IPA, their New England IPA, yeah. And, the, and each name is better than the next. Yeah. Seppi, I mean, Seppi, Joy, Joy. I mean, how can <laughs> you go? Seppi, Seppi, Joy, Joy. It we should like make a Disney song. It really does. It sounds like we'll, we'll put it on Disney Plus soon. Uh, but it's like we said when we were there, too. Even they say, even if you don't like Belgian beers, try our Belgian beer because we try to make our beers as drinkable as possible. This one over here might be one of their more polarizing ones because if you don't like maple syrup, you are gonna hate. You are not gonna like this beer. Do not drink this. It's sticky. It's like. My mouth feels drier yes. as I continue to drink it. Like I said earlier, it's it it makes you thirsty and yeah, it makes you drink more. But, there is a yeah. roasted malt character to it. It kind of lingers. Some li- bitterness lingers in your mouth. You definitely get like the coffee and all that stuff, but 
like I said before, leading the charge is sweet, is maple syrup, maple sap, berry. So if you're not into those flavors, yeah. this is not going to do it for you. Uh, our boy Luke, uh, Luke Maynard, and David Prather, uh, the guys who started this whole shebang, they met at their Shoreline Connecticut Monthly Brew Club, hosted by Stomp and Crush in Clinton. Stomp and Crush. Can you imagine having a t-shirt that says that? I bet that they should have one. They should make one. <laughs> um, after attending... Stomp and Crush, boys. Stomp and Crush, bro. <laughs> I'm going to name my fantasy football team that. Stomp and Crush. Nice. Um, after attending uh, some time, they built up a great friendship. They bonded over craft beer. They started to visit each other. And here's where the name 30 Mile comes from. Yep. Uh, determining to live out their dreams, they decided to start this company, as we mentioned, a microbrewery. But Luke would drive 30 miles from his home in Old Saybrook to meet with his business partner, but now, with the microbrewery opening and open Old Saybrook, David will be doing the traveling for the 30 miles, and the name was born. Wow, that's a long... 30 miles. I mean, uh, I, I don't know... It's kind of a long trip, right? I don't know where David hails from, if he's because Clinton is not 30 miles from Old Saybrook, so I don't know where he is. But if that's 30 miles of I-95, uh, <laughs> I know this doesn't mean much to anyone that doesn't live in this state, but... Right. When those beach in the summer, when Oof. those beaches are going, yeah. that can be a rough trip. Uh, but these guys, they do they handcraft all of their beers. They have a five barrel system. It's a small operation, um, and like we said, it's 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 about the variety there. Uh, their tap room, um, you know, like we said, kind of when we were there, but we were sitting outside. It's in this industrial park. You go inside, and you've got this giant bar in front of you, and it's always this same very charming lady. Uh, uh, serving the beer when I go. I, I always seem to get the same uh, oh, really? bartender and she's familiar with all the beers and she's very nice and uh, they're open up in the middle of COVID now. You know, you can't do the cornhole and things that you could do. Yeah, unfortunately. And you can't sit at the bar and stuff the same way, but I mean, they're they're Ooh. serving the beers and you can see the tanks right behind her at the bar. That's where they brew. It's a very small uh, sort of intimate operation. Lovely picnic tables outside. Lovely. Great picnic tables. There, A train might go by. The uh, vents might kick on, but you know, that's par for the course. I yeah. Right before we started uh, recording, we said, "All right, let's do this." <laughs> and then, the right vent, when we finished, the too. vent turned on. Like, right. uh, but yeah, I I'm I like Thirty Mile because it's just the definition of sort of a local small operation. I yeah. would be shocked if really anybody listening to this right now that isn't from. Old state, like honestly, from right there, I'd be shocked if anyone uh, knows about Thirty Miles. Just it's a small, young operation. This is the kind of shit, uh, place that we really like to have on the hop because yeah. we can introduce people to a to a new, small, young brewery where we get really fresh beer from too. You know, like yeah, it's brewed right there. When I go in there uh, to grab beers on my way home from uh, from the shore. I know I'm getting beer that was like just brewed, you know? Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, it's, it's, they're like in the back of a really long driveway type of deal. But I mean, when you see that sign, you know, the, I mean, fresh beer awaits. It does. So. And, and we go there frequently. Their sours are great. Uh, if you're into sours, um, and like I said, it's a rotating series. So they've got blueberry, they've got boysenberry, they've got raspberry, they've got different ones all the time. 
Um, like they, like we said, there's a flavor and or beer for each person. There sure is. Uh, do you want to give me some final final thoughts on the the seppy seppy joy joy? Seppy seppy joy joy. Seppy <laughs> seppy joy joy. We are so stupid. <laughs> 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 I really like this. Um, I'll do kind of like quick pros and cons. Yeah, the cons is I'm very thirsty. Um, it's very, very sweet. If you don't like maple syrup, I'll just save you the trouble. Don't drink it. But the pros, I mean, it's just it's it says what it is. It's very delicious. It's it's in my on my palate. I like the sweetness. I don't think it's too much, but I think it is very strong. Um, I give this a. Eight out of ten. Okay. Um, yeah, for me, uh, it's a little sweet for me if I'm being honest, and that's what I'm here to do. And, you know, I'm not here to lie to you guys. I just have to speak my truth. But I think that they did exactly what it says on the can they did. I don't think that they, you know, there's nothing wrong with this beer. Um, it's not uh, – it's it's a well-made – I just don't know if if – replacing water with sap for me is the way to go yeah uh personally i do like a maple flavor to my beer i've had some really amazing ones from lawson's and some other places um especially the higher the abv and the more robust the beer is the more malt backbone there is the more all that stuff is there the more it can kind of stand up to the maple flavor to me this one uh, the ABV is nice and the, the malt character is pretty nice, but it's it's a little too sweet for me personally. Um, but if you're into maple syrup, uh, you may like this. If you want something, if you're, if you're really into stouts and you just want something a little different, a little, something that's going to make you perk up, this uh, will work. And, and with regard to 30 Mile themselves, I mean, I loved the IPA I had when I was there. I like a lot of their... Uh, IPA beers and uh, and a lot of the other stuff. The Belgian that you had was kick ass yeah, too. It was so. awesome. It's a great um, place. And uh, if you, if this isn't for you, something else will be. Yeah, if you like maple syrup, you'll like this. Or if you're Canadian, you may or may not like this. Or if you like Ren and Stimpy, you'll at least like looking at you the like can. looking at the can and seeing the artwork and whatnot. Um, if you're a '90s kid. Uh, before we get out of here, our fun topic for the day. All right, here's remember the we're actors. We Got to go see Tenet today uh, because we're lucky to be in Connecticut where we can go to the movies. And before anything else, I would just like to say that uh, this may be one of the safest places I felt indoors in all of the past six months. It was, uh, I mean, Cinemark theater and that group is doing an amazing job they're scrubbing down any surface every 30 minutes yep. uh the s- seats are completely sterilized before you come into the theater and there's no one near you i mean i was not within six feet i wasn't within 10 feet of another human being yeah yeah in there other than you and so it was a very safe experience we had masks on the whole time um so i would just like to start with that that said eating popcorn was a little rough but we got around it tenet is the new christopher nolan movie and i am a big christopher nolan fan and i was so excited to see this movie and uh i don't it did not disappoint on any level it was an amazing movie it was a very good movie hashtag not a sponsor hashtag not a sponsor we really liked it um it's a little I'm sorry. I, I was a little confused. Okay, there. I said it. I'm. I'm sorry. Please don't hate me. I, I'm. You know. I. I don't want to piss anyone <laughs> off. 
I love Christopher Nolan as well. There were times where I thought, okay, all right, I don't know the answer to that, but I might, okay, then, you know, 30 minutes later, okay, there we go, that explains it. We left with a couple questions. It is very on brand for Christopher Nolan. Like, I was confused <clears throat> when I saw The Prestige a little bit. I was confused when I saw Inception. I was definitely confused when I saw Interstellar. <laughs> I was very confused when I saw Dunkirk. Wow, was I confused today. Yeah. And it's he's just upping but it, the confusion game. It makes you think. I was even kind of confused when I saw Batman Begins. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was oh, like, geez. Uh, if you watch the trailer for Tenet and you come away from that going, I don't know what this movie's about. Correct. That's kind of the experience you're about to be in for. Yeah, I, I just remember, I remember seeing the trailer and saying to Steven, I don't know what the movie's about. And I remember you being like, who cares? It's Christopher Nolan. And yeah. I was like, you're right. That was my exact feeling. And I stand by that. It's got everything every Christopher Nolan movie does. Uh, I, an amazing score filled with uh, a lot of ambient tones and heavy bass. Uh, it's got beautiful landscapes on a globally shot, you know, film. Practical shooting, not a lot of CGI, amazing action sequences. Michael Caine. It's got everything a uh, Christian Bale movie should have. I mean, and you know, he's playing with physics and time and space and the laws of those things and bending them. And what does that look like? And it's confusing. And uh, I think if I see it like four or five more times, yikes. I'll I'll, I'll better, get it. You better wait for that to come out on DVD. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pay for it that many more times, but I, I, I will look forward to owning this film. This movie also um, made me realize that Robert Pattinson, ro apparently Robert Pattinson is uh, British and or English and uh, didn't know that. And if he's not, he pulls off the accent pretty well. No, he is. And, and, and who knew besides everyone... Besides right. everyone but me, I mean, I just... He is, because he was in Harry Potter. You can't yeah, be in but... Harry Potter and not be British. Oh, everyone, yeah, that's true. I think literally the whole cast of Harry Potter from, like, day one to day See, I forgot. final I is forgot British. in Harry Potter. He sure is. He's Sorry, Cedric, Robbie. He's Cedric Diggory. And Cedric. in this film, he reconnects with Gilderoy Lockhart, <laughs> yeah. Kenneth Branagh himself. Uh, yes, Kenneth Branagh's in this, and he's... I, I think he's Russian, or... I'll he's R Russian. Estonian or something. He's, yeah, I think he's Russian. I don't know. But he's that, great. I this wasn't him. the confusing part, but uh, it's just. Yeah, a lot of like messing with time, going backwards and forwards. We can't spoil it for you because we have so many questions. <laughs> you don't understand. So don't it well worry. Enough, but, um, but yeah, it was. I loved it. I thought it was great. I yeah. I want to just be clear that we loved this movie. Yes. We are confused, but we loved the movie. I don't think I've ever walked away from a movie going, I didn't get most of it, but boy, was it awesome! It like was, anytime I've seen a movie and I've been like, I don't know what the hell happened. I mean, not in this case. I, you know, I know what was going on for the most part. But if I ever walked away from a movie, movie a little confused, genuinely, I would normally not like it. But this one, this one held up. This one was good. Also, shout out to John David Washington. Oh, big ups, big ups, dude. Listen, I knew that's a role. I knew my man could act, but he was great in this. He I was he great. Was awesome. He was intense. He I was love his physical. work. He's come a long way since Ballers. <laughs> that was the first thing I saw him in, and I remember. He is in that, isn't he? He, he is in that. He wow. plays like the wide, the hothead wide receiver that keeps getting caught. The OBJ of ballers. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I remember seeing him in that, and I remember being like, yeah, he absolutely could pass as like a normal football player. And then 
you know, he's just doing things left and right. And then he does Tenet. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. He was great in this. And Black Klansman, he was was great in that. But I mean, this movie is just, you know, it's a little different from like, Interstellar had Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway and, you know, a bunch of other people, Topher Grace, uh, Jessica Chastain, uh, you know, it had just a stack cast. Uh, Inception had Tom Hardy, had Leonardo DiCaprio, had Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It had Ellen Page, you know, it had a huge ensemble cast. This had Robert Pattinson and, and of course, like Kenneth Branagh was there and Elizabeth Debicki. I love this woman. She is slept on and she is amazing. The night manager. Yeah, but even beyond that, like she was in that movie uh, with Laura Dern, The Tale on HBO. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, and, and she was great in that too. And she's great in everything she does. And she is just... She is so good in this movie. I've only seen her do this in The Night Manager, and in both of them, she plays like the the like hot girlfriend to the bad like millionaire. So it's funny that she plays the role again, and of course, it involves like her child and whatnot. But yeah, she does it so well. She's, I mean, she's an incredible actress, and she's in so much. She's in. Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. She's in The Crown, apparently. Is she really? She's in Guardians of the Galaxy? Volume 2. Does that mean anything to you? I mean, I know the movie, but I didn't know she was in... Wow. This girl's resume, killing it. She's in uh, a version of the Scottish play, which I'm not going to say. She's in The Great Gatsby. Uh, but she's she's just a, a fantastic British actress. And I think I thought she was great in this. So the point... but the. The point that I'm making is there is an ensemble to this, but I think John David Washington did so like he I mean, those shoulders were carrying this yeah. beast. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's absolutely. it was it was uh it's incredible. If you're if you're in any position where you can go see this movie safely, um, you should. It's worth bring this, a mask, get some popcorn. I'm not a big movie goer. The last movie I saw... Oh, boy. ...was Cats. Here we go. And let me tell you, the dichotomy between Cats (laughs) and Tenet... Cats? Yeah, let's compare Cats to Tenet. Those couldn't be more opposite. Oh, my (laughs) God. Those are two different ends of the spectrum. That is... uh, Yeah, this was a different experience than the last time I was there. Yeah, no, it it was really a great experience. So I highly recommend everyone gets out and does... That and I recommend that you get your hands on some 30 mile brewing beer if you can, if you're in the state of Connecticut, which is the only place they distribute right now, to my knowledge. Uh, but great brewery, uh, glad we got to go there for a visit, glad you guys got to join us for that, and we hope you had a good time. Uh, remember, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the show, send us an email, uh, hit us up on the social medias, all that stuff, and we'll be back with more next. Thursday. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you back here. Adios. Sappy, sappy, joy, joy. (laughs) 